Aren't you glad that God knows us and uh, God loves us? For many, many folks, this has been a very difficult year that we've come through. We've said goodbye to some loved ones in the past year and uh, around the country. And I'm glad that uh, the majority of us, there's some still not able to be with us, but the majority of us are back this morning. And I'm glad that even in the fire, God is good. And as they sang that song, I thank the Lord for how He's helped and blessed us together through the difficulties um, of the year. I'm looking at my watch, and um, I'm I'm a stickler for time. Very seldom uh, do I go past time. Today will be one of those seldom days. Uh, But I won't go a long way past it. We do have a schedule. We have buses that are running and all of that. And I believe I can give you the message in about 23 minutes, but you'll have to listen fast. And uh, truth that I, I, want to, uh, I want to deliver, and it is from victory to victory is the title of the message. In verse number 1, we're born again. We become a child of God. Whosoever believeth that Jesus is the Christ is born of God. And then verse number 4, For whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world. And this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. From victory to victory. Heavenly Father, I pray that you'd bless the preaching of your word. Certainly, Lord, my heart is filled with gratefulness of uh, these people that I've had the privilege to serve and to serve you with. And Lord, I realize how many different people and places and parts that it takes to keep our ministry going and growing. And I thank you, Lord, for the many, many that have come to know you as Savior because of the church that's worked together as a team and as a family. I thank you for visitors who are here today, and I pray that you'd bless them and guide and direct them, Lord, in your will. And now, Lord, as I come to the preaching of your word, I pray that you would bless it in power. May the truth of the message be understood And Lord, may we apply it to our lives. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. The Christian life is a life of victory. In fact, it is a life of victory to victory. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians 15, 57, but thanks be to God who giveth us the victory. Now, now the Christian life is not just one victory and it's over. The Christian life is from victory to victory until we get to heaven. Throughout the Word of God, there are mountains that represent life-changing experiences and victories in the lives of the people, and they also represent the life-changing experiences in our life as a Christian as well. When I became the pastor here in 1991, I did not have a numerical goal or of the size of a church or the number of people that I set a goal that I wanted to attend. I just want to reach everybody I could. And one of the things that I said often, it's not what's in the barn, it's what's in the field is where our focus needs to be. Now remember as a boy, my grandfather, no matter, uh, even though the porches were covered with the uh, green beans that he'd already brought in and the warm house was already full, he worked until everything was brought in from the field. 
He kept working until the last bushel of beans was picked, until the last bit of uh, cucumbers or whatever it was. He left nothing in the field. And the work of the church is not to set a goal and say, we want to be a church of 500 or a church of 300. We as a church want to reach everybody we can for the cause of Christ in the harvest field until uh, Jesus comes. I desire to help every person I can enjoy the victory of the Christian life. My preaching, my purpose in life is to help us from the cradle to the grave to enjoy the blessings of God and to get to the next victory in our life. Every minister of our church is either a ministry that we work to win people to Christ or we work to teach the Word of God so we can grow and we can reach that next level and that that next victory uh, in our life. From the nursery to the Sunday school, from the teen department to the summer camp, from the Christian school to the Bible college, from the distribution of tracts to the winning of people to Christ, from weekly church attendance to annual uh, church conferences, my desire is to see us grow in grace and victory in the Christian life. I've preached it these years. I believe it with all my heart. We're on the winning side. Doesn't matter what the score is. Doesn't matter how loud the devil's bark is. It doesn't matter. In every dispensation of time, looking back, God was always the victor, sometime in revival, uh, sometimes in ruin, but God has shown himself a sovereign God, and God is in control today, and we are on that winning side. As I go through the Bible and I see mountains in the Bible, uh, mountains that uh, are places of significance or a place where they experienced a blessing or a victory in their life, I want to just take a little journey through those and uh, see how that the Christian life is a life from victory uh, to victory. If we took a tour uh, today and went to the Holy Lands uh, down in southeast Kentucky, a hazard over to Buckhorn, and then on, I'm just kidding, I'm talking about Israel. Uh, If if we took a trip to the Holy Lands and I was a tour guide, I I could take you to the different mountains where various events took place. For example, the first mountain of importance is Mount Sinai. Uh, You know uh, that on Mount Sinai, the law was given. Mount Sinai is a very high mountain, and uh, Mount Sinai is where God gave Moses the law. Now, the law cannot save us. It was not designed to save us. It was to show us that we needed a Savior. And nobody can go to heaven by keeping the law. You can't keep the law. We are sinners. Uh, The law is a plumb line uh, that shows if the wall is straight or crooked. uh, That's what the law is. And the law is given to show us that we're in need of a Savior. And you can't get to the next mountain, which is Mount Calvary, until you first go to Mount Sinai because Christianity doesn't make a good person better. Uh, Christianity makes a lost person saved. It makes an old creature a new creature in Christ. Uh, But you can't get to Calvary until you get to Mount Sinai and discover that God has established a law. It can't be amended. It can't be changed. It doesn't matter uh, what they do in Congress. They can put 50 people on the Supreme Court. Ten Commandments will be the Ten Commandments and we must understand that we're all sinners in need of a Savior and that's what we discover by the law. Thank God when we get past uh, Mount Sinai, we can go to Mount Calvary. 
Mount Calvary is where Jesus paid it all, and all to him I owe. I'm glad this morning that on a hill far away stood an old rugged cross, and I'm glad that on that cross Jesus died to pay for my sin. I became a child of God. I became a son of God because of Mount Calvary. The songwriter said, Years I spent in vanity and pride, caring not my Lord was crucified, knowing not it was for me he died at Calvary. Mercy there was great and grace was free. A pardon there was multiplied to me. There my burdened soul found liberty at Calvary. I'm glad as I discover Mount Sinai and realize as I compare my life to the law, I come short of the glory of God and I'm in need of a Savior but just past Sinai is Mount Calvary where Jesus died. The just for the unjust, uh, the wealthy uh, for the poor. He died in my place and thank God for the victory that I had at Mount Calvary. Aren't you glad you're saved this morning? I'm glad that I'm saved and it's settled uh, once and for all. So there's Mount Sinai and then there's Mount Calvary and after that is Mount Pisgah or Mount Nebo. It's the same, has both names, Nebo and Pisgah. Uh, this is the mountain from where you can see into the land of Canaan. It was there that Moses uh, looked over from that mountain and he saw uh, the land of Canaan. I'm glad today because I'm a child of God. I can see there's a land that is fairer than day. And by faith we can see it afar. You see, I'm not going to be a child of God. I am a child of God. My father is rich in houses and lands. He holds all the wealth of the world in his hands. Of rubies, of diamonds, of silver and gold. His, cro his coffers are full. And he has riches untold. And I'm a child of the king. And one day, uh, Jesus is going to leave his home. He's going to come to the home of the bride. Uh, that's us. And he's going to bring us to heaven. And we're going to be with him after that marriage of the lamb for all eternity. I'm glad that as soon as I got saved, I got the promise of eternal life. Jesus said to the disciples, let not your heart be troubled today. In my Father's house are many mansions. We're not so, I would have told you, I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I'll come again and receive you unto myself that where I am there you may be also. I'm glad for the victory of Sinai. You know what's sad today? There are many folks haven't even recognized they're a sinner. You can't get saved until you know you're a sinner. You can't get born again until you understand that you're lost. And I'm glad for the day that I fell under the convicting power of the Holy Spirit by the Word of God to understand that I am a sinner. But not only am I a sinner, I found a Savior at Calvary. And I'm thankful for Calvary and then I'm glad. I could stand on Mount Pisgah, Mount Nebo, and look over into Canaan and I could see that fair and happy land. There are other mountains as you go through. There's a mount of Tabor. Tabor, T-A-B-O-R. That's the place where Jesus was transfigured. I don't have time this morning to walk through the book of Philippians, but the Bible tells us in the book of Philippians that God took upon himself the form of a servant and he became a man. You see, Emmanuel is God with us. 
and God humbled himself, he became a man. He came to this earth conceived of the Holy Spirit, born of a virgin, born in Bethlehem's manger, just as the prophets had said. And after he was born, he lived a life that was sinless. Oh, those that were the most knowledgeable of the Scripture, they followed him everywhere he went. They were listening for one word or even a hint or even a thought that they can convict Jesus of being a, a just a man. Ah, but as Pilate summed it all up when he said, I find no fault in him. Though he was God, he humbled himself and became a man. What an amazing thing that he would love us that much. I'm glad that I have a priest who can be touched with the feeling of my infirmity. When you cry because of hurt, Jesus knows what that hurt is like. He was despised and rejected of men. The Bible tells us of all that he went through at the time of crucifixion. But on Mount Tabor, Jesus was transfigured and they saw as he shined as a bright light and they saw him in deity. They saw he's not just man, he is God. It's there that he met with Elijah and Moses. Peter said, this is so good. Let's build three buildings. Let's build three tabernacles. Jesus said, hold on, Peter. Don't let your emotion get beyond what the purpose of, uh, of this meeting is. But they saw the transfiguration. Oh, can I tell you something? It was a wonderful day in my life when I realized that at salvation, God gave to me the Holy Spirit within. And the Holy Spirit's work is to change me and to change you. I'm not just a sinner. I'm a sinner saved by grace and filled with the Holy Spirit of God. As the song said, the man I used to be and the person I used to be and the place I used to live, I'm not that person. I don't live there anymore. There's been a transformation since the Holy Spirit came inside. Some folks have said, I don't like them old church songs. I don't like that old Bible preaching. Ah, oh, but you get them born again. You get the Spirit of God inside of them. They like the Word of God. And they like amazing grace. How sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now I'm found. Was blind, but now I see. When you look at Romans 12 in verse number 2, the Bible says, And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed. That's the same word the Bible uses when it says that Jesus was transfigured. I become a new creature in Christ. When I got saved, I didn't turn over a new leaf. I got a new life. I became a new creature in Christ. You see, the Christian life is from victory to victory to victory to victory. To... Hey, this is an exciting life. You, you, you don't just get there and you end. When you get to one victory, you get to look forward to the next victory. And when you get to the end, you can say as Paul, not the time of my death is at hand, the time of my departure is at hand. I'm about to get a new body. I'm about to get a new home. I'm moving to a new address. Then I like that place of Gethsemane. It is referred to by some as the Mount of Gethsemane and is described as a garden across the Kidron Valley on the Mount of Olives. It's a mile-long ridge paralleling, paralleling the eastern part of Jerusalem. It was in Gethsemane that the Lord Jesus prayed in agony. He said, Father, let this cup pass from me. But then he said but thy will be done. It was there that his sweat became as great drops of blood. Now think about that if you will. Think about that if you will. He said, not my will, 
but thy will be done. Jesus said, I came to do those things that please the Father. Can I tell you, it was an amazing day. It was a wonderful day. As just a boy in Appalachia to realize, you mean God knows me? You mean he, he is not just the preacher that gave me the gospel that knows me. You mean God himself knows me. And not only does he know me, God has a plan. God has a will for my life. And as the Lord Jesus said, not my will, but thy will be done. I could take you to the places where I've said to God, Lord, I don't want to live life in my will. I want to live in your will. And what a wonderful victory it is in your life when you yield to the will of God. There's not a happier place. There's not a safer place. There's not a more wonderful, joyful place in all of the world than in the center of the will of God. I preach to you and I preach to you again today. Yield to the will of God. Do God's will for your life. As we sat in staff meeting uh, Thursday afternoon and uh, Brother Derek Young was telling about his son-in-law and daughter that's going to South Sudan, Africa as missionaries. And um, they have uh, electricity part of the time. Uh, they turn on generators, and I forget how many hours they have electricity. Somebody spoke up and said that's how it is in California. But I don't know. But he's talking about his, his son-in-law and his daughter, by the way. They'll be here on the 16th of May, two weeks from today. We're going to have a send-off for them as they uh, make their way to South Sudan. We talked about the surrender of their life. Their heart's desire to win those African people there in South Sudan to Christ, the will of God. Oh, there's a joy, there's a peace, there's a satisfaction to know I'm in the will of God. There's a Mount of Olives. The Mount of Olives is a wonderful place. That's where Jesus ascended back to heaven. You remember in Acts chapter 1, you, you, you see the Christian life is just from one victory to another. That's all it is. It just, it's one victory. Uh, and, and, and I know we have to go through the valley uh, to get to the next mountain. Hey, but folks, it's worth it. The victories that we enjoy in the Christian life and that next mountain, uh, if we were there in the Holy Lands, we would see uh, that Mount of Olives. That's where the Lord ascended from earth back to heaven. And they stood there just gazing into heaven uh, watching as he went, and then they heard the words that said, Why stand you here gazing? This same Jesus that you've seen go shall so come in like manner. All oh, but wait a minute. Because Christ rose from the grave and defeated death and hell, he ascended to heaven. One day I'm going to ascend. Ah, oh, the Bible says in just a twinkling of an eye. Oh, dear friend, it could be in this very day. It could be in this very hour that the trumpet of God would sound. And when the trumpet of God sounds, the dead in Christ will rise first. And then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with Him in the clouds. We'll be with the Lord for all eternity. From victory to victory. I see another mountain I'd like for us to look at. And that's Mount Megiddo. You say, well, preacher... What happened on Mount Megiddo? Nothing yet. But it's going to. Satan is going to stand on that mountain. He's going to look to the east and say, I've conquered the east. He's going to look to the west and say, I've conquered the west. He's going to look to the north and say, I used the north to help me conquer 
the rest of the world. He's going to look to the south and say, I finally conquered the south. But there's one place that he doesn't look, and that's where the Lord comes from, coming through the clouds in the sky. Our Savior, the King of kings and Lord of lords, is going to come riding on that stallion, and you and I are going to come with him, and we're going to let the devil know you're not the God. You're not the one to be worshipped. The one to be worshipped is the one that was slain on the cross of Calvary and paid for our sin. Uh, you see, on Mount Megiddo, uh, the devil will be defeated and be cast into hell for all eternity. Oh, there is another mountain. It's the last one. You say, how many mountains in the Bible? I'm just going to tell you about eight of them. The last one is Mount Zion. Mount Zion is a place where you and I will rule and reign with Christ. You understand how wonderful it is to be a child of God? One day you and I will rule, we'll serve with Christ. There'll be a new heaven and a new earth and we'll rule and reign. That's for a thousand years and that's just the a thousand years is introduction to eternity. You see, the Christian life is a life of victories. The Christian life is from one victory to another. May I say today, we want to keep moving and we want to reach the next victory in our life. Folks, while we're here on earth, we have victory here. And I want to challenge us today to say, hey, thank God for 30 years, but we're not finished. I have a preacher friend of mine. He's having a retirement today. And I'm happy for him. He's in his 70s. And... Um, and, and, and they asked me the other day, they said, when are you going to retire? I said, they call it a funeral. I, I don't want to retire. I, I want to go to heaven by way of the rapture just like all of us does. But I, w- I want to serve him until he comes. I want us to continue. And so here's the message. I'll preach it in three minutes. How do we get to the next victory? How did we get to that first victory? How did we get to Calvary? How did we get from Calvary to the place that heaven, uh, we knew that heaven was our home and, and that God had a will for our life? How did we get from victory to victory? I'll give you three simple things this morning. First of all, faith in God and His Word. I'm thankful for the Word of God. Dear folks, we must have faith in what God says. As we look in our world, sometimes our faith is challenged because it looks like that Satan is winning. Satan is overcoming. Satan doesn't win. Satan's a loser. God's a winner. There'll come a day that Satan will come by way of the Antichrist and he will come as I've been teaching on Wednesday night with all uh, signs and lying wonders with, with deceit and folks will follow him because of, a, uh, because of a bit of magic and because of signs and lying wonders and the challenge for us is to always have faith in what God has said. And I say to get to the next victory in your Christian life, Have faith in His Word. Have faith in what God said. Second of all, claim His grace. God's grace is always sufficient. The songwriter said, Through many dangers, toils, and snares, I have already come. Tis grace hath brought me safe thus far, and grace will lead me home. Here's what I've learned about grace. I don't need grace for next year's trial. I need grace for today's trial. And God's grace will be sufficient for whatever trial 
I face today. Then I say, last of all, we must just keep pressing on. Oh, the way's, the way's not always easy, but it's always worth it. Just press on. Paul said in Philippians chapter 3 and verse number 14, I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. All of us face struggles in life. All of us carry burdens that are sometimes, they seem to be more weight than we can bear. But if we will press on one more step at a time, God will help us to win in the next victory of life. purpose of this church is to get folks saved and get them enjoying the victories that God wants us to have. He wants you to have a happy marriage. He wants you to have a happy home. He wants you to enjoy life in His will. And I'm glad this morning that the Christian life is from victory to victory. I look forward to the next one in our lives. Stand with me if you will. If you're here and you do not know Christ as your Savior, today you ought to trust Christ as Savior. Mount Sinai, the law reveals to us that we're sinners We're helpless and we're hopeless without a Savior. Today, if you've never received Christ, you ought to receive Christ as your Savior today. If you're here and you've been saved, you've not yet been baptized, you ought to follow the Lord in believer's baptism. You may be here as a Christian today and you're struggling in a difficult time in your life. I say to you today, have faith in His Word, trust in His grace, and make the decision to keep pressing on. You'll be glad when you come out the other side. Heavenly Father, I pray that you'd bless the truth of your word this morning. And thank you, Lord, that our Christian life is victory to victory. Thank you, Lord, that you give us the means to accomplish the next victory in our lives. I pray if there's one here today that doesn't know you as Savior, that they would trust you as their Savior today. I pray for those that may be here and they need to follow you in baptism or they need to make a spiritual decision in your life. Maybe it's a decision to just keep pressing on. I pray that they would make that decision in their heart and in their minds this morning. Bless their invitation, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. As he sings the invitation song.